Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beef Up Front Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, here with our last pre-NFL draft show. Uh, We'll definitely have uh, at least one episode, maybe even two next week, recapping the draft, Uh, you know, winners and losers, giving giving some teams some some grades and and some thoughts on their picks. But this is our last pre-draft show, and this is my final mock draft. This is my best guess uh, after all the hours of studying, reading, watching, for this pre-draft process uh, of what I think is going to happen on Thursday night when, when we start off this NFL draft. Really excited to finally be here. Um, as every mock draft I had, there, there's some pretty significant movement throughout. And uh, excited to excited to really see how this all unfolds. Um, know how it works, though. Just one guy gets picked above somewhere else, and, and it throws the whole draft for a loop. So, this will probably all be scrapped after like three picks or whatnot, but still a, a really fun exercise. If you've been tuning in throughout this process, uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, definitely has been a fun ride, but let's get to it uh, with the first pick of the beef up front. Uh, final mock draft before our 2021 NFL draft. We're still rolling with the, the same guy and he will be the pick. Uh, and that's the number one overall pick, the Jaguars selecting quarterback Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Not much to say here, as as we've said in other episodes. He's the guy, uh, no sugarcoating, uh, one of the better QB prospects to come into the league in the past 30 years. Number two overall pick, the New York Jets. We got them selecting quarterback Zach Wilson out of BYU. After the Jets traded Sam Darnold a few weeks ago, this pick has pretty much been set in stone. Uh, Wilson, the the really good quarterback on the move out of BYU, um, Great arm talent. It has maybe the most upside of all these quarterbacks in this year's draft. Uh, Going to be interested to see how he fares out in New York uh, and see if he can do a little bit better than Sam Darnold. Did. I, I like his talent more coming out, but I, I believe Justin Fields is the second-best quarterback in this draft. But the Jets are going to be going with Zach Wilson, and the kid from Provo, Utah, is going to be going out to uh, New York City. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that works out. But uh, Jets fans, I, I think you should be excited. This kid has got some really good talent. Number three overall pick, got the 49ers selecting quarterback Mac Jones out of Alabama. Um, it sounds like it's between Trey Lance and Mac Jones right now, and, and this is really where the draft starts. But we've heard ever since the 49ers traded up from 12 to 3 that that is Mac Jones, uh, and Kyle Shanahan just really loves his his accuracy and his ability to just you know, he's going to be able to get the football to those playmakers and George Kittle, uh, Debo Samuel, Ayuk. So I, I'm rolling with Mac Jones. I think the 49ers ha- have a win-now roster, and they're going to want to put put him in. I think Trey Lance might have to sit a few years. I don't know if, if the 49ers want to be that patient because uh, eventually they're going to have to pay some of those guys, and they're not going to be able to retain everyone. I think Mac Jones is going to be the pick there. Uh, but if Trey Lance is a the pick there, then the draft – this mock draft completely goes out the window. I think everything kind of changes from there. Fourth overall, we have the Falcons taking tight end Kyle Pitts out of Florida. I believe this is my first time having him mocked here. Um, but I just think the new head coach, new GM, are, are going to want to get a safe pick, not take a risk on a quarterback. And I think Pitts is probably the safest player in this draft. And, and you look at the Falcons the past few years, they've just had struggles winning these close games. But – They've always been right in them, and they've had the lead for a lot of them. You add another player like Pitts, you're just going to be able to outscore teams. If you're trotting out 
Matt Ryan throwing to Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and Kyle Pitts. Uh, Hayden Hurst in there as well. I think that's a, a really dangerous pass catching group. Going to be able to compete on the offensive side of the ball. Might give up 35 points a game, but if you're scoring like 36, 37, winning football games, that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Um, I think Kyle Pitts is the pick here at four for the Falcons. Number five, the Bengals offensive lineman Penny Sewell out of Oregon. I was between Sewell and Jamar Chase here, but I think the Bengals look at Joe Burrow's knee, uh, look at that scar on his knee and say, you know, we're going to protect him. We're not going to let him get another uh, horrific ACL injury from from a lack of protection up front, and we're going to get him the best offensive lineman in this year's draft class, and we're going to take Penny Sewell out of Oregon. Uh, a day one starter with uh, good potential to still grow into, only 20 years old. Jamar Chase definitely could be the pick here, but I think you get the the better uh, fit as of right now with that offensive lineman. You already have Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, and, and you could be able to get uh, a pretty good receiver at the top of round two as well. Um, I, just to think of another guy off the top of my head, an LSU guy in Terrace Marshall Jr. He should be there, I think, right there uh, at the top of the second round. Uh, even if you want to maybe trade back into the to the end of the first to make sure you get him, uh, he's got the connection with Joe Burrow as well. Number six overall pick, we're going with uh, Jamar Chase out of LSU. Just just talking about him a little bit, but I think he's the best overall wide receiver in this class. The Dolphins, if they draft him, they'll be able to trot out Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, and Chase. Uh, give Tua plenty of weapons now to work with uh, as long as the offensive line holds up. Uh, the accurate Tua should be able to get the ball out into space into these playmakers' hands. Chase really good after the catch as well as jump balls. I think he's a, a Pro Bowl wide receiver type player from day one, just kind of like we saw with Justin Jefferson last year. Number seven overall pick, I have the Lions. This is a bit of a surprise pick. I, I haven't. I've had them taking a wide receiver, I think, because I don't even think I can name a, a current wide receiver on that roster after losing, losing Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. But Coach Dan Campbell and GM Brad Holmes have talked about wanting to build an identity, build a bully up there in Detroit. So I'm going to give them a, a bully up front, and I'm going to give them an offensive lineman, Rayshon Slater out of Northwestern. You really win in the trenches in this league. It's a bit of a cliche, but if you can dominate up in front on, on the offensive and defensive line, I think you're, you're going to have a chance every single year. And – Rayshon Slater gives you good positional versatility, can play all up and down the line on the offensive side of the football. Um, the Lions decide to invest in the trenches here. They have multiple first-round picks for the next few years after that Matt Stafford trade. Uh, so you get the one of the better offensive linemen in this year's class right here. Eighth overall pick, um, I have the Panthers selecting offensive lineman Elijah Vera Tucker. I don't believe the Panthers will be picking here. Um, I think the Patriots will be trading up to get a quarterback with them at this spot if the if these two quarterbacks in Trey Lance and Justin Fields slide. Uh, we'll talk about where the, I have those two guys going in a little bit, but I'm not going to project the actual trade here, but I think the Patriots will be trading up to this eight range uh, with the Panthers. So if the Panthers slide back to 15, uh, uh, I think Vera Tucker will be there as well. But for, for just this draft sake, because uh, I don't know all the parameters with these trades and whatnot, every team's draft capital. But I'm going to just have at eighth overall. Uh, but just more importantly, just remember the Panthers selecting offensive lineman Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. 
the Panthers' biggest hole on their offense right now is definitely offensive line. And Vera Tucker can play guard and tackle, and Sam Darnold really struggled in New York, particularly because of a lack of offensive line. You give him one of the better offensive linemen in this year's class to work with those weapons in, in Christian McCaffrey, uh, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Uh, I think he could potentially have a, a pretty good season out there. Ninth overall pick, uh, Broncos bringing in quarterback Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. One of the more interesting prospects in this year's draft. Not much experience at the college level, only 17 starts and playing at the FCS level. But the Broncos got a new GM. They're going to take the chance on Trey Lance here, I think. Uh, bring him in to compete with Drew Locke this year. Maybe he can get the starting job right away. If not, I think Locke's a, a pretty steady quarterback that, that could win you some football games this year. And then you could potentially even move him as a trade chip next offseason. Um, I, I like Locke. I, I'm not down on him, but I think Lance is a top 10 pick, and there's a lot of buzz around him uh, potentially going up as high as three to the 49ers. So maybe if he starts to fall, we see the Broncos trade up for Trey Lance or Joseph Fields, but I'm going to have them sitting here tight at nine, picking Lance. 10th overall, got the Cowboys selecting cornerback Patrick Sertan, the second out of Alabama. Uh, you pair him with Trayvon Diggs on the other side, their second round pick from last year, uh, and that gives the Cowboys a pretty good cornerback duo. They definitely need to go defense and, and stop stop the pass. That was their big thing last year, uh, especially being the year giving up a lot of yards uh, through the air. But I think Sertan is a really solid player. Will form a really nice cornerback duo with Trayvon Diggs on the other side, uh, and that'll give the the Cowboys a, a pretty solid back end for now uh, to go with that really strong offense that they have. Eleventh pick, we have the Giants selecting. A player that I'm super high on, and I think it's going to – if if he stays healthy, you know, that's the big thing. If he stays healthy, is going to be an impact player at the next level, and that's edge rusher Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Um, 6'5", 265, one of my favorite defensive players in this year's class. The Giants really need to improve that pass rush, and I think Phillips is the best one there. Uh, Dave Gettleman never really likes to trade back the Giants GM, but I think this is a scenario where, where if, you know, a team – like maybe the Patriots, for example, as I talked about earlier, maybe trading up to get one of those quarterbacks. Uh, maybe if that quarterback still slide in, they, they trade here, and the Giants could still get their guy at 15. But we'll slot him in at 11 here, Jalen Phillips out of Miami to the Giants. Number 12, the Philadelphia Eagles have them selecting wide receiver Jalen Waddell out of Alabama. I just think his playmaking ability is too much to pass up on. If Jalen Rager can – start to develop more and become the first-round pick that the Eagles drafted him to be. You get his explosion on one side, Jalen Waddles on the other. That's going to be really special to watch. And with the ball in their hands, their ability to make guys miss in the open field and turn the corner and accelerate, uh, that could be a really good building block, one-two receiver combo for the Philadelphia Eagles on offense with Jalen Hurts. So uh, if, if they pick another Jalen back-to-back years in the first round, that would be pretty funny. But Waddles, an ex- a special explosive player, Look forward to watching him in the NFL, and I think he'd be a good fit with for what the Eagles need right now. Number 13, we have the Chargers selecting offensive lineman Christian Darisol out of Virginia Tech. Uh, a pure offensive tackle. The Chargers just need to protect Justin, Justin Herbert. They go out this offseason, and they sign Corey Lindsley to play center. Uh, you bring in a starting caliber tackle right away from day one in Christian Darisol, uh, and you keep Justin Herbert upright. Proved to be, I think he's already in the conversation as a, a potential top 10 quarterback after last year. He really lit it up in that rookie season. You give him time to throw to Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, uh, 
Mike Evans, he could be having field days out there. Number 14, uh, this guy fell a little bit, and I and I had the Vikings taking Jalen Waddle in my last mock, but this mock, I'm going to have them taking uh, the other Alabama receiver here in Devontae Smith. Um, definitely not a need at the position with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and now Devontae Smith after this trade. But my thinking here is you don't let a player this good fall past you. Uh, you can play him in the slot. You can have Thielen and Jefferson working on the outside in, in three wide sets. And just a, a pass-catching trio of Devontae Smith, uh, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen give Kirk Cousins plenty of weapons right there. Uh, you also throw Dalvin Cook into the field. Uh, tight end Irv Smith out of Alabama a few years ago who's who's stepped up and has really developed into a solid player, I think, as well. That would be another really unstoppable offense, I believe. I, I think the Vikings would pull the trigger there if, if given the opportunity. 15, I got the Patriots taking quarterback Justin Fields at Ohio State. Like I said, I, I could definitely see them trading up in the draft uh, and getting that guy. Uh, I look at number eight as a target spot with the Panthers, but we'll have them taking quarterback Justin Fields out of Ohio State, my second-ranked quarterback prospect. But I just feel like a, just a lot of people are, are lower on him than they should be. I think he's going to be a really good player in the league. Plays He's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder, but he's got that dual-threat ability that you – Really, we're starting to see you need as a quarterback in the NFL these days. Um, uh, and I, I think the Patriots have, have a solid roster around him. He'll be able to come in, compete with Cam Newton for the starting job. And if he doesn't get a sit behind him, as you saw with Cam last year, not quite the same quarterback he used to be, uh, Joseph Fields could come in and, and play right away. 16th overall, got the Cardinals selecting cornerback J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. One of the better corners in this year's draft. Probably the second best. Uh, a feisty, in-your-face, man-to-man coverage corner. The Cardinals let Patrick Peterson go. Uh, Trey Kirkpatrick's gone, I believe, as well. They're really thin on the outside of corner right now. Uh, have, have a really strong offense. Got to start building up that back end of that defense, though. And I think Horn could potentially be going as high as 10 to the Cowboys. Uh, kind of falls into the Cardinals' lap right here at 16. That's another team where if, if Horn were – Sertan starts to fall a little bit. I could see the Cardinals maybe giving up some draft picks in future years to trade up and get their guy. 17th, the Raiders selecting linebacker Micah Parsons out of Penn State. Uh, Raiders need help at all spots of their defense, but Micah Parsons, the best linebacker in this year's draft class, uh, can play all three downs, I think, can rush the passer, can drop into coverage, would be a good fit for the Raiders. Uh, Got the sideline-to-sideline speed that you need in defense in, in the NFL these days as a linebacker. 18th overall, got the Dolphins selecting running back Najee Harris out of Alabama. Might be a little high for him, but the Dolphins have a lot of draft capital to work with over these next few years. This is a bit of a luxury pick. You're putting Najee Harris now, pairing him with Jamar Chase, who you got in the first round as well, giving two a plenty of weapons with the guys I talked about earlier. I forgot to even mention Mike Kosicki, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller. So, that would just be a really loaded offense, I think, right there. And Harris brings that three-down ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. I think he'd be a special playmaker for the Dolphins and reunite him with his college quarterback. 19th, got the football team selecting Caleb Farley, quarterback out of Virginia Tech. I did this, I'm recording this mock draft on a Tuesday, wrote it out on Monday night, but I would not be surprised to see Farley fall out of the first round. I think he's going to have a lot of teams' medical, medical red flags 
But the Reds, or excuse me, the football team are a team, I think, that has shown in recent seasons to take chances on guys with medical risk. Uh, and we could see that again this year. Uh, Farley, talent-wise, I think is a top 10 type of player. But those medicals, especially with a back injury, uh, for a guy that spends a lot of time in his back pedal, that's going to be a major concern going forward, I think. But the football team continues to look to build a monster of a defense, already have the defensive line intact. Uh, you bring in a, a standout corner when healthy like Farley, That I think that pick just makes too much sense. But it would not surprise me at all to see Farley fall out of the first round due to those medical concerns. Next, we got the Bears at 20, selecting cornerback Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern. Um, his first time in, in the first round for me has, has been a name that has been rising up the board through through recent weeks in, in those mock drafts. Um, very good man-to-man corner, one of the best in this class. Uh, good with pass breakups, but not the greatest ball skills. I believe only one interception in his college career. That's something he has to improve. But after letting go of Kyle Fuller this offseason, the Bears bring in Newsom, and he can start from day one on the outside, I think. Number 21, we got the Colts selecting defensive lineman Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Uh, just an interior disruptor. Going to cause a lot of pressures, uh, not just in, on the interior, but he can kick inside as well as play outside. Um, the Colts need some more pressure off the edge, and I think Pay brings that. Not going to be the best sack artist, but going to be able to get a lot of pressure. Uh, if you've listened to me talk about him before, reminds me a lot of Brandon Graham with the Eagles, just constantly around the football and in the backfield, uh, causing havoc. Not getting all the numbers, but when he grades out, he's always causing disruptions. Number 22, we got the Titans selecting. Wide receiver Kadarius Tony out of Florida, the human joystick, one of my favorite players to watch from this year's draft class. He's great with the ball in his hands. I think he'd be a really good fit opposite working A.J. Brown after losing Corey Davis this offseason to the Jets. Speaking of the Jets, they're up next to 23. Got them selecting offensive lineman Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Joe Douglas comes from the, the Eagles and the Ravens in his past experience, and they're known for investing up front. And Jenkins would be a, a real – a real strong Joe Douglas pick. I feel like having Jenkins go there, 23 to the Jets, to protect new quarterback Zach Wilson. Uh, you have him on one side playing tackle with Mackay Beckton on the other. That gives you two solid tackles to build around with your young quarterback. And, and the Jets, I think, did a pretty solid job this offseason bringing in some more weapons. Uh, and Corey Davis, Keelan Cole. You also got uh, Denzel Mims and Jamison Crowder there to work with. Definitely needs some more improvement but I think get one of the better offensive linemen in this year's class would make almost too much sense there. 24, got the Steelers selecting edge rusher Jason away out of Penn State. One of the more fascinating guys in this year's draft class. No sacks last year uh, in his redshirt sophomore season at Penn State, but another guy constantly causing pressures and disruptions uh, in, the, in the backfield through the run and through the pass. Uh, the Steelers, I think, develop defensive linemen and their edge rushers really well. And I think that would be a really good pick for them right there. Uh, a physical freak at 6'5", 250, ran a 4'3", 40. I think that would be a really strong pick for them. 25th, we got the Steelers selecting – excuse me, the Jaguars selecting linebacker Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa out of Notre Dame. Uh, you got Miles Jack and Joe Shorbert there at linebacker, a pretty strong duo. But you add a third guy there and a Wusu-Koromoa who can drop back and play uh, coverage, but he's just a really explosive playmaker, always around the ball. I think he's a definite first-round pick. I ranked him as my fifth overall defensive player. I think the Jaguars are getting a really good player right here. 26, got the Browns taking cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State. 
has really good NFL bloodlines with his dad, former standout corner with you know, the Eagles, the Patriots, the Falcons, Asante Samuel Sr. Uh, Samuel's a bit small at only 5'10", like 185, but he, he doesn't play like that. He's really good uh, both on the inside and the outside, up in your face, good man-to-man corner, ball skills, everything, good instincts. Uh, Browns get a, a good corner to pair with Denzel Ward here. 27th, got the Ravens selecting edge rusher Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia. I heard in the past few days that some teams ha- have taken him off the board due to some knee concerns, and I'm not the biggest fan of him to begin with, but I think someone's going to take a-, a chance on him in the first round, and with the Ravens having two first-round picks after the Orlando Brown trade, I got them taking Ojolari here out of Georgia. Uh, they lost Matthew Judon, Yannick Ngakwe this offseason. They're going to need some more help off the edge. And I think Ojolari can come in and be a third down pass rush specialist from the get go. 28, we got the Saints taking cornerback Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. This has been one of my more consistent picks. I think he's a really good fit there. I think he's going to be a really solid corner number two. And you can pair him with Marshawn Lattimore, one of the top five corners in the NFL. Campbell's got great speed, going to be able to run with any of the speedsters uh, that he has to match up with. 29, we got the Packers selecting offensive lineman Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma. Lost Corey Lindsley this offseason, their longtime center. So Aaron Rodgers is going to need some more protection up front. Haven't seen Humphrey's name up here that much. Uh, might be Landon Dickerson instead, but Humphrey's uh, healthier, and I think he's going to be a solid 10- to 12-year starter at the league at center, and that's a guy that worthy of a first-round pick, in my opinion, especially tr- just trying to keep Aaron Rodgers upright and protected at this stage of his career uh, and, and continue to allow him to play at a high level. Wouldn't be surprised to see them take one of the uh, wide receivers left on the board as well either there. Next, we got the Bills uh, taking running back Travis Etienne out of Clemson. When the season wrapped up, I said the Bills need to be targeting, I think, one of these top running backs in the first round, and Etienne would be a good fit. I think he's a player that can help that offense get over the top, adds a lot of value in not just the rushing game but the receiving game as well. Uh, A a pure three-down back, great experience playing at Clemson and great production. A lot of touches on college. Don't know how long he's going to last in the NFL. But for a win-now team like the Bills, I think you just throw that out the window and, and take a guy like ETN here. 31st overall, the Ravens picking after that trade with the Chiefs last week for Orlando Brown. Um, I had them selecting wide receiver Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. There was a few receivers I had in mind here. Maybe like Rondell Moore out of Purdue, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, Diami Brown from UNC, who's risen up draft boards recently and mock drafts it seems like as well as wide receiver Elijah Moore who I think could sneak into the first round as well the slot receiver out of Ole Miss but the Ravens need a strong bodied uh, big time outside catcher and and I think they get that here in Rashad Bateman he reminds me of Alshon Jeffrey got good size at 6'2 going to be a good red zone factor I think as well Uh, good at contested catches and a really good route runner give Lamar Jackson consistent over the middle target for, for clutch third downs and whatnot. And with our 32, 32nd pick in the first round, the last pick of the first round, the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Christian Barmore out of Alabama, the defensive lineman, a very good interior player, the best interior lineman on the defensive side of the ball in this year's draft class, I believe. Uh, the rich get richer with this pick. I think he'll be able to fill in. At, now, Dominic Sue, I believe, has one year left on his deal after re-signing this year, is going to be able to take over for him down the line. Um, might even be pushing for the starting job this year. Uh, but those the Buccaneers love to rotate those defensive linemen, uh, and they saw 
what one of the main main things that won them the Super Bowl last year was their ability to disrupt plays at the line of scrimmage with their defensive line. And Barmer would just be another great asset to that. And I think they look to continue to build in the trenches. But that will be it. That is my final mock draft. Bit of a exhaustive process, but super fun. Love doing these mock drafts. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Look forward to Thursday night. And stay tuned on, on either Sunday or Monday for an NFL draft recap episode. Thank you, everyone, once again for tuning in. Stay safe out there and enjoy the draft this weekend.